Shalom everybody and welcome back. We're continuing with where we left off in uh, Rav Nosan's discourse in the Kuta Alachot, section Orachaim, Hilchot Birkat Hoda'a, the laws of the blessings over Thanksgiving, discourse number six, based on lesson 24. And just a quick reminder if you have been enjoying these classes and they really boost you with the light of Rabbi Nachman, please share them on your status. We're holding at the point where Rav Nos- uh, Yaakov Avinu has seen the whole vision, the whole dream that Hashem wanted him to see about the ladder and Hashem's promises to him. And we're holding at the point where Yaakov wakes up. So the Torah on the Pshat says like this. This is the verse. Parashat Vayetze, chapter 28, verse 15, 16. Vayikatz Yaakov so Yaakov woke up from his sleep, his slumber, and he said the following: Achen, behold, Yesh Hashem Hashem is to be found in this place because he didn't know he was sleeping on the place of the Holy of Holies. He was sleeping in the place that would eventually be considered the Holy of Holies, and since it will eventually be the holiest place in the universe, in the world, so already even before it happens, it already has a level of holiness there. And he says, And I didn't know. So Rashi points out on the simple level, Because if I would have known that this place is the Holy of Holies, the Makom, I would have not slept in such a holy place. Rav wants to show that what Yaakov Avinu is saying here on a deeper level is what led him to have the merit of having that dream in the first place. How did he come to that perception of the ladder, which is being re- being grounded on the earth, and the head reaching up to the top? If you remember, the whole dream started, before it happened, with the wording, Vayifgaba Makom. That he, uh, Yaakov already traveled all the way up to, to, to Haran, to Lavan, to Aram, sorry, not Haran, and he came back. And the Pasuk says, And he bumped into that place, where on the deeper level, Rav Nosson is explaining, the Makom is a reference to the highest perception possible in, a, in this physical existence, called bumping into the Keter. The Keter is that boundary between Hashem, the Creator, the Ma'atzil, and the creation, the Ne'etzalim. It's that wall, and for anybody who's trying to go and connect, it, push, it bounces that back, that person, and with the bounce back, a person then is able to perceive the infinite light, which is the Creator, the light of the Creator. Okay? So after this whole dream, so Yaakov Rinu goes back to using the original term of what happened in the first place. We said, and he bumped into that place. He came back and he bumped into that place, and as we explained it. So now, after the dream, which is explaining the process, why he had to sleep, okay, and everything Hashem told him, in the dream, all the promises and the whole idea of seeing the angels ups and down, going up and down the ladder, like we explained in the past, past classes, okay? So, there's something here. Look at Rav Nosin points out. So again, the verse reads, So Yaakov woke up from his sleep and he said the following, Behold, Hashem is to be found in this place. Okay, this place being the Keter. I now have found Hashem in the Keter. 
Yes, Hashem b'makom hazeh, and I'm aware of this. V'anochil u'adati, and I didn't know. Look how Rav Nosin reads this. Rav Nosin is amazing. Rav Nosin is going to read the verse totally opposite the way you would normally understand the verse. So he said, the end of the verse said, Yaakov said, right? Behold, Hashem is here, and I didn't know. Because like Rashi says, if I would have known, I wouldn't have slept here. So Rashi, Rav Nosin is read like this. V'anochil lo yadati, and I didn't know. Zebechinat. This is the, the concept of that the goal of knowledge is to know that you don't know. The highest level of wisdom is to, the awareness that you don't know. That's amazing. You would think wisdom is an advancement to know knowledge, knowledge, more knowledge. The accumulation of all knowledge according to the Torah is to realize how much you don't know. And you end always off with emuna, emuna is the ending point. The goal of knowledge is that you don't know. That's what he's saying here. When Yaakov Avinu said, "And I didn't know," so no sense connecting it to what Rabbi Nachman says in the lesson. That, that that the idea of knowledge is to know that you don't know, and that's the goal. In other words, the way to perceive Hashem is specifically it comes to a person through not knowing, through not knowing. That's how you come to know further and further. It's always it's a cycle that never ends. Every time you go up a level, the way to go up is you have to take on the attitude and it should be fully, fully inside of you with emunah that I don't know. And through the not knowing, Hashem allows you to advance and yes, to perceive Him. This is the greatest of the wisdom of the Jewish people of the Torah as opposed to the world. The world, their whole accomplishment is through knowledge and knowledge. He's an accomplished psychologist and a professor and a chemist and a scientist. It's all through knowledge and knowledge and knowledge. By Judaism, it's the opposite. Like your knowledge is advanced so high and you realize, I don't know. And you go into that mode of emunah, of not knowing. And dafka, that's how the sages know. Okay? It's like, it's like the famous uh, Rashi where when Hashem told Moshe and Aharon for one of the commandments, the Ten Commandments, so they were embarrassed from each other. So he said, Moshe said to Aharon, you teach me how to do this. And Aharon said, you teach me how to do this. And it says, Rashi says, the Debra came from both of them. Because of their humility, and they said, I don't know, I don't know how to give this over. So through both of them came forth the, the, the Debra, the speech of the prophecy to give over to the Jewish people. Specifically through not knowing and having, taking on an attitude of anava, of humility, and making yourself like you don't know, that's how you come to know. That's unique by the Torah and the Judaism and Am Yisrael. Okay? So, Anachilu Yadati, Ze Bechinat Tachlit Yedah Delo Neda. Shehi Bechinat HaMakom. Okay? Shehi Bechinat HaMakom, Bechinat Keter. One more time. Anachilu Yadati, Knowledge and not knowing. Shehi Bechinat Tachlit Yedah Delo Neda. Shehi Bechinat HaMakom. To explain. This attitude of coming to know how much you don't know and then going into the not knowing mode is another term for the Keter. Because what the Keter does to a person is it bounces the person back. You're pushed back. Push back means, what's going on? It's like takes you, it's like pulling the carpet from under your feet. What happened? I don't know how to, how to decipher and interpret what happened in my life. You don't know what happened. You say, whoa, what just happened? And you have to resort to Emunah. You have to resort to not knowing. Okay? That is the level of the Keter. And Rabbi Nachman calls the Keter the name uh, called the Makom. That's a reference to Hashem. 
the place of Hashem is beyond the level of Keter. Meaning, the way to perceive Hashem is you must go into not knowing mode. And by the way, another insight in the famous Gemara Chagiga of the Arba'ash Nichnesu Pardes, the four sages who went into paradise, that was Ben Azai, Ben Zuma, Acher, Elisha Ben Avuya, Rabbi Merbalanes' Rebbe, and Rabbi Akiva, the only one who came in and out normal and safe and still righteous was Rabbi Akiva. Ben Azai Hetzitz Venivga, Ben Zoma Hetzitz Vamet, one went crazy, one went nuts. Acher fell off the path, he became an atheist, Chas Shalom, became a, a denier. And Rabbi Akiva, Nechnas Bishalom, Yatsab Bishalom. And the Gemara says there how Rabbi Akiva's attitude was that he went on with not knowing. He, did, he saw something, he saw the angel Metat sing in Hashem's throne, and he wasn't befuddled by it. He wasn't, he wasn't thrown off the path because of that. He took it to Emunah. I don't, I don't understand what I'm seeing. And with that not understanding, that's was able to go and come back and receive from what he experienced. To receive from it, not, oh, I don't know. The not knowing allowed him to appreciate and understand and internalize what he did see, okay? So the Makom, which is the place of Hashem, is called Tachlit HaYediyah Delo Neda. Knowing, the goal of knowing is to not know. That's called the Makom. So going back, which is another term, like we said, it's another term for this level called the Keter, which Rav Nos is going into all the terms Rabbi Nachman uses expressing the Keter. One, it's called the Makom, the place of Hashem. Number two, it's called the crown. Number three, it's called the Mesader and Mayashev. It's the faculty of the brain to make structures and organization and to be settled. It's one thing to internalize wisdom, and it's a greater thing to organize it and settle the mind in order to properly utilize all the information, all the wisdom coming in. So you need this faculty of Mesader Miyashev, but they can only happen if a person takes a break from involved in, in, in uh, from. Um, absorbing and internalizing all the Torah that he's learning. He needs a break, which is that what the Keter does. It puts him in a mode of not knowing, so then you have to stop, and when you stop, you have to take care of your inventory to make organization of the wisdom that you have already and, and settle the mind so you can appreciate it. Shehi Bechinat HaMe'akev Rabbi Nachman also calls all these terms the Me'akev, the boundary, the wall that pushes back a person. Okay? So Rav Nosen is saying, that when Yaakov Avinu said, and I didn't know, he woke up from his sleep and he said, Behold, Hashem is to be found in this makom. And he's saying, And how did I come to this? Because I held on the attitude of not knowing, that's how I can perceive how, behold, Hashem is here. Hashem's in this makom, the makom, which is something which is non ungraspable. It's the keter, you can't grasp there. And yet he's able to say a piece of wisdom. Behold, Hashem is here. Yes, Hashem, there is Hashem here. You can only say Hashem is here if it's an absolute concrete piece of awareness and knowledge. So he's making that statement, and yet it's the makom. It's two opposites. Makom is the term for the keter, and it's called knowing is not knowing. And yet he's saying something which is concrete that I know. Behold, Hashem is here. How do you know? I know. I can see it. How did he come to that? Because of the prerequisite, he made himself into Vanochi lo yadati. Rav Nosson's reading the verse that the Sefa causes the Resha. The end of the verse is the reason for what happened in the beginning of the verse, where he said, Hashem yesh Hashem 
Okay? And I didn't know, I didn't know is how I came to realize this. That's Rav Nosson's amazing how he's reading the verse. Okay, one more time. And like, it's like we said over and over again. And through this specifically is the way, the main essential way that a person can perceive godliness, which is perceiving the makom, the God, the infinite light, through the hitting, the haka'a of the running of the person's mind, his intellect to perceive, bumping into and running into the keter, which is called the ma'akev, the boundary, pushing him back, which causes him to not know. And he accepts it, okay? So going back, V'zeu shamar Yaakov, and this is what Yaakov said. This is what he meant when he said, Achen, yesh Hashem b'makom hazeh, lo yadati. Behold, there is Hashem to be found in this place, in the keter, this one, v'anokhi lo yadati, and I didn't know, so like Rav Nosson is going over, because specifically through what he said and I didn't know, because I've had the attitude of not knowing, and I'm holding on to that, which is the attitude necessary for the Keter, accepting it properly, where he's saying I don't know, and not trying to, trying to figure it out, but accepting that I don't know and going into emuna phase, which is the idea of the bounce back, the boundary which just pushes you back so you don't know, mentioned above earlier, through specifically that I don't know, taking on that attitude, I'm able to perceive now God's, God, Hashem's godliness, that yes, yes, Hashem there is Hashem to be found in this makom. I'm perceiving something which is unperceivable. Yaakov is saying, I'm connected to something which is beyond intellect, and yet I'm, 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 I'm perceiving it. How could it be? Because I'm holding on the attitude of I don't know. Emuna mode. Because specifically through the bounce back, the boundary of the Keter, which causes the lacking, the, the obstacle to knowing, to knowledge, until the mind is settled, okay? Which means I'm not knowing. Specifically through taking that attitude and accepting it with Emuna and Simcha, Specifically through this, that's how we perceive the infinite light of Hashem, which is the goal, as mentioned above. So again, the verse reads like this. And Yaakov woke up from his sleep. Okay? And it's just, just a point. Rashi says, if, if he would have known that this is such a holy place, he wouldn't have slept. But Hashem brought him to sleep, because like we said earlier, sleep is the concept of going into the exchange chambers, going dafka into the domain of darkness, of unclarity, of not knowing. So Yaakov went into that mode of sleep mode, which is the world, the realm of evil, the realm of the exchange chambers, where also there applies knowing is not knowing. So the not knowing attitude is in a sense... Uh, uh, reconnecting to the exchange chambers, which is necessary. So Yaakov woke up from his sleep, and the sleep was needed for him to experience this. Only in sleep mode could he have had this experience. That's why the Torah is telling us, and he woke up from his sleep. It was specific because he slept. If he wouldn't have slept, this wouldn't have happened. He would never have had the dream of the ladder and Hashem's promises of what's supposed to happen and to give him the perspective of life. He would never happen that. It happened specifically because he went to sleep. 
That's how it is in life. You're pushed in sleep mode. You're always trying to do, do, you want to do good, you want to learn and dive in and get up midnight and be connected and feel that connection and feel that connection. And you feel they're just pushing you back. They're pushing you back. It's dafka because they're pushing you back. And when they're pushing you back is when you have the prerequisite to perceive the greatest steps are way above you and way forward. You can only connect to them through the sleep mode. The sleep mode. So now Yaakov woke up from the sleep mode. Even Yaakov, as great as a tzaddik as he was, he also had to resort to sleep mode, which is the exchange chambers. We said it's 160th of death. The idea of tasting impurity and darkness, going to that world. You would think Yaakov is such a holy tzaddik. Yoshev Ohalim, he's always dwelling in the tents of the Torah. So, you know, what does what, what such a tzaddik need this? Even a tzaddik needs that. Okay, and it's a message for all of us who we, who we are definitely going through sleep mode most of our days, right? So, Yaakov Mishanot, he woke up finally from the sleep and he was able to make the, final, the, the, the following statement. Behold, Achem, there's Hashem to be found in the Makom, which is the Keter, which is beyond the grasp. It's the intellect of the infinite light, which is beyond, excuse me, beyond grasp. He was able to say, Behold, Hashem is to be found in this place. And how did I come to this? And I didn't know. Because I didn't know, which is sleep mode, that's the Shena, because I was in the mode of not knowing, that's how I was able to, to perceive this. On a deeper level, okay? The I think Hasidic commentaries, they say like this, that one of the things Yaakov saw you know, at the top of the ladder was the heavenly throne, the Kisya Kavod. Like Rashi says in the Chumash, he saw the heavenly throne. And what's the heavenly throne made up of? Four images. Aryeh, Chruv, Nesher, and Yaakov. Okay, the lion, the face of a lion, the face of the Cherubim, the Cherubim which were on, coming up next week's Parsha, Truma, on the, on the Ark you have the Kruvim, the little angels, the wings of the faces of little kids, the like Kruvim. Okay, Nun is Nesher the eagle, and Yud is Yaakov. So watch this. Vaikatz Yaakov Mishenato, and Yaakov woke up from his sleep. Vayomer, and he said the following: Achen, wow, in the levels of Aleph, Chaf, Nun. The word is behold, right? Achen, it means behold, but it's also a indicator. To the three of the four images that Yaakov saw on the chariot. Achen is Aryeh, Chruv, Nesher. Achen, in the levels of Aryeh, Chruv, Nesher, in that attitude, we're going to explain this soon, Yesh Hashem B'makom in Aryeh, Chruv, Nesher, I can perceive Hashem in this Keter, in the Makom, I can see Hashem, I'm now not in a not knowing mode, I'm in knowing, even though I'm on Aryeh, Chruv, Nesher, I'll explain soon. And how did I get to this? Vanochi, by doing Ayechuv Nesher Yaakov, because he saw his image on the face, okay? Through Anochi, Loyadati. To explain, they say in the Kabbalistic works that the four images on the divine chariot parallel the four levels of existence in this world, the four dimensions, which is from top to bottom, Atzilut, Biria, Yetzira, Asiya. Bottom to top, Asiya, Yetzira, Biria, Okay, each of these four correspond to one of these images. So they say the Aryeh, the lion, corresponds to this world of Asiya, this physical world, and the the, the the beginning point 
of the physical world is the beginning of the morning. That's why the rabbis were, were very precise when they said that a person would wake up in the morning, yitgaber ka'ari. A person should wake up with strength like a lion, like a ari, in order to get out of bed in the morning. Why like a lion? Because the first dimension of the, the four worlds corresponds to the aryeh. You need strength like an aryeh to fight in this physical world of Asiyah to serve Hashem. You can't just sit back and expect things to happen. You gotta work hard, you gotta kill yourself. That's the only way to really serve Hashem. If you expect, oh, I just wanna live status quo and be comfortable and like that to learn your daf yomi and have your family and your parnasa and you have your Shabbos and everything and it just be comfortable and you never got out of your comfortable zone, you, you won't make it. You won't make it to the next world. You'll be stuck in the world of Asiyah. You need the lion to fight in the world of Asiyah. Kruv, which has now wings, okay, but it's half Karab, it's like a child, and it's also wings. So that's the world of, uh, above Yetzirah, Asiyah is Yetzirah, the world of formation, Yetzirah, to shape, okay. Won't go into details, that's more Kabbalistic, okay. The third world is the Nesher, the, the eagle, for the world of Bria, because the Bria, the eagle flies high, and is able to see the Bria, the creation, the, the, form, the formation of the creation in general. It's a, it's a greater perspective. And then finally, Yaakov Avinu is Atzilut, the highest one. Okay? Atzilut is the level which is already touching to the Keter. Okay? So Yaakov Avinu is saying here that in order for me to connect to the Keter, I need all four levels. So he said, Anochi, Aryeh, Nun, Nun is a Nesher, Chruv, it's not in the exact order, of course, and then Yaakov. I need all four levels to be there. And in all four, which is including Yaakov, to say, Lo yadati, now I'm connecting by not knowing. When you accept the not knowing mode, so when you go back from the level of Atsilut, which is the fourth level close to the, the, the Keter, which represents Yaakov, so in Aleph Chafnun, then that's where the awareness takes place. In other words, the awareness of godliness, of advancement, specifically takes place when you step backwards. So he said, Achen, behold, which also means in the three worlds of Asiya, Yetzira, Bria, not Atzilut, but the lower three, in Aleph Chafnun, Yesh Hashem Bamakom. I'm able to see Hashem in his place, and then Bamakom this place of the Keter, I'm able to perceive it, even though I've stepped back from the Yud, from Yaakov, I'm stepped back, there's no Da'at, there's no Yediya, there's no awareness. Okay? How did I get to that? Because when I reached Anochi and I was at the highest spitz of perception in my life, I made myself and accepted the loyadati. I don't know. And from not knowing, that's how I came to perceive. So this Rav Nosan is saying is, is a basic tenet of all life. That the way to perceive Hashem in advance is those emuna times of life. Those setbacks where you have to resort to emuna. A Jew is ping pong. Like the ladder, Olim Yordim, going up and down, up and down the ladder. That's how it is. Everything Judaism is, just like in university, you study and study and study and you get your degree, you're wrong. The purpose of Torah study is to reach a higher level of emuna, and the emuna then pushes you back. Because you're now aware how much you don't know, you don't understand. And Hashem makes scenarios in life that you can't figure them out. And you have no choice but to set aside the da'at and use emuna in order to, to, to face these challenges. This is your key to coming to further awareness. Thank you for joining.